0: Yeah, I've been throwing down the whiskey I ought to get my money back and Someone said it drowns to memory Oh, but it ain't doing day. Yeah, I've been sipping,
1: I've been buzzing, shooting Those like uh, whiskey traces. kind of timely We just got off the phone uh, with uh, Nashville, Tennessee and now we're heading out to uh southern california
0: yeah for sure yeah welcome back everyone lots happening 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 i guess i'm I'm stuttering and i'm losing thought just based on i think how many brain cells i lost last night watching uh Thursday night football I feel like Thursday night football just sucks this year I mean this is ridiculous I'm losing my mind but anyhow I want to bring on our man the guru in uh, Southern California sports gambling podcast Ryan Kramer back with us how you doing man
2: Oh, g- great time to be alive. I'll throw out the cliche. Can't believe it's week six in the NFL already.
1: Yeah, it's going fast. When you're having fun, it's going fast. Of course, you're not having fun paying uh, for gasoline out in Eagle Rock.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, it's out of control. I just, The gas station across the street. I, we we were under $7, then we were under $6. Now we're yeah. back over $6. It's insane.
1: Yeah, well, things will get better halfway, hopefully after November 8th.
2: Yeah,
0: We'll see. Hey, man. Hey, so I'm excited because, uh, first of all, can we just give a little applause to our New York Giants? I am very excited. I I was, you know, we picked them. Um, It was mostly because I, you know, I'm a fan. I didn't know if I was I was all there when I was uh, making this pick. But, man, they looked good. But I'll let you kind of go with the flow. Give me your take on that whole game.
2: I when we when I signed off the airwaves with you I said wouldn't it be something if Dan Jones went across the went across the pond and came back an international man of mystery taking down Aaron Rodgers and not only did he do it but he actually was the guy to do it Barkley had a nice game the defense had a nice game but when push came to shove once again we're seeing Dable and Kafka make adjustments. They're now beating teams 70 to 39 in the second half of football games. Wow. And Dan Jones put the team on his back. Three extended drives to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Wink Martindale tricking Aaron Rodgers into abandoning the run game. I loved everything I saw. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, and the quarterback loves to run the football. I think he might have been a uh, high school uh, uh, tailback. Or I don't know.
2: He looked good, didn't he?
1: He's not afraid.
2: You know, some might say Brian Dable coached Josh Allen. He shades of Josh Allen from time to time if yeah. I squint hard enough.
0: Yeah. I will tell you this. I'm actually, you know, and we got a lot to get into, but I will say, just for the recap of this Giants uh game, it just looks like coaching really has a lot to do with it. You know, we gotta give Dable some credit because not much has really changed, let's just say over the last year, right? I mean, except coaching. Management, coaching. I mean, you have a you have a healthy Saquon, I get it. But I just feel like the schemes, the what what they're doing works,
2: right? It's all the it's all the team building stuff you read about, it's all the culture stuff that, yeah. you know, people have been chasing, right? Winning culture, winning. You know what builds winning culture? Winning. So there, there is that, but I also think to your point, we see it on the score sheet, right? They're losing the first half of games. They're winning the second half of games. They're both their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are taking what they have and they're doing the best with it. I love hearing these guys talk about how they want to dictate the game on defense. We want to dictate what the offense is doing, not the other way around, which as a giants fan, not only have we had offensive coaches that have failed to make adjustments. We've also had defensive coaches who are more of the bend, but don't break. So I love the aggression. Like why not try to win the game? Right? What did, what did Herm Edwards say all those years ago? You play to win the game. And no, no so doubt. I love that we finally have coaches that are playing to win the game. And honestly, as stupid as this sounds, that safety at the end of the game mm. made me smile so hard because our previous 3 coaches would not have known to do that. Not
0: uh, yeah, or they just didn't have enough balls to do it. Let's just put it that way. Um but I'll just take that. Here's another thing too and uh, you know we'll move into the this whole Ravens game because didn't think the Giants had a chance although I picked them. I Didn't know if they were really going to walk away with the win. Now, can they do this against this high-powered offense and stopping Lamar Jackson?
2: I mean, I, I guess I would ask you, what do you think of Tua and Miami? Because they let Tua and Miami come back on them. Uh, they let Josh Allen and the bills. Th- this has been a team that has looked amazing in first half. Lamar, Lamar is silencing some of the critics with the passing ratings. DBOA likes the Ravens as the number two passing offense in the league. Now, that being said, the eye test, we're, we're seeing him still miss those easy passes. We're seeing him still not look like Patrick Mahomes, a guy who's you can rely on and get that ball there that every, every time. So right. here's what I would say. This tees up perfectly to one of those games where the Ravens win the first half, the Giants make the adjustments and, and, and give themselves a chance in the second half. Uh, To your point, right? You didn't think they had a chance in London and yet they went over there and they looked good. It wasn't a fluke. They looked good doing it. And so do I believe that wink Martindale, a guy who coached for the Baltimore Ravens for many years with Lamar Jackson before taking this giant job, he got fired by the Ravens. You don't think there's a chip on the shoulder. I saw he was given a sh- Lamar gave him a shout out in the pressers this week. Wink yeah. gave him a, a shout out back. I, I think that matters. And I think he's going to have a great game plan once again, because the stats tell you one story, the giants defense has some issues, but when it comes down to those key third downs, he gets it done. And I think on the other side of the ball, Baltimore's not been a good defense. So I actually think Danny Dimes, aka Dan Jones, he might get it done this week. <laughs> a, a guy I really, I mean, Darius Slayton is on the field now. You look good. They had, to, they had to put him there, and you're like, wow, this guy yeah. has wide receiver speed. Yeah. Get him out there. Baltimore's been horrible giving up big plays to receivers. I think da- I love Darius Slayton to have a huge game. His receiving prop is only 35 and a half yards. I, I would love to take that over. I was
0: actually shocked. Uh, he had good hands, his hands look good uh catching almost everything i mean he looked really legit and uh you know look at we still have weapons people don't realize that we have weapons i don't care if kenny galladay is not around he's not the usual self and you know we don't have Kadarius tony healthy all the time um the fact is it doesn't matter because these guys are stepping up you know and i love this uh this rookie uh draft pick in bellinger this guy's coming through and i'm not talking about cody bellinger you know giants hello i mean not giants dodgers Dodgers. i mean look at at the end of the day um i think that everyone has an opportunity to win i think they will bring the greatest
2: plan on earth and be prepared for it so we'll see i don't know what's the spread uh right now the ravens are laying five and a half in new york (laughs) which tells you one thing the the odds makers have no clue what to do with this uh, the number would tell you, based on what the Giants have done so far, how, yeah. how you are looking to not take them seems crazy. I guess the only angle you might look to is, hey, Giants are coming back from London. They chose to not take a bye week. Well, both teams last week, the Saints and the Vikings, although yeah. giving up points in the fourth quarter, guess what? They both won and covered.
1: Yeah.
2: What about,
0: uh, give me, uh, give me uh, two more uh, really hot takes here on uh, some spreads
2: that make sense. Uh, y- I'm coming. Yeah, you know, I like to bring the fire with the grossest spots on the board. I gave you the Colts <laughs> as a winner a couple weeks back against the Chiefs. I'm going back to the Indianapolis. Well, oh, geez. A fun fact the Jags, they've beaten the Colts eight straight times at home. Well, the Colts have beat the Jags eight out of nine at home. Oh. The FC South is filled with all these weird transitive properties that seem to hold true every single year. We just saw another one. Houston beat the Jags. It just happens, it's predictable. So. I think the Colts are our maximum uh, by low team, Matt Ryan, that Thursday night game was the worst game ever. You let off the, this segment talking about how bad that game was. So no one wants to bet on this team. And somehow, even though the Jags have looked horrible, Trevor Lawrence has only one career road win in ever like, and now they're only, they're, they're catching two. So I think the Colts less than a minus three favorite at home against this Jags team. I love the spot. I love how gross it is. So Colts minus two uh, is the first play. Okay, yeah, I dig it
0: too. It's uh, not and, a bad idea. Okay, keep it moving, man. Keep it moving. Number man. two, yeah.
2: number two, and this one, you know, you, you, pro- you probably say, "Hey, you know, it doesn't seem wise that we should be betting on Bailey Zappi and a, and a third string quarterback with New England." But this is the ultimate Bill Belichick revenge spot. Ooh. Bill Belichick has it out for two NFL franchises: the New York Jets. We all know the story. He was hired, then he was he he quit on a napkin. Then they had to trade. Robert Kraft had to trade for him. He's done well against the Jets. That's not, that's everyone knows that 80% straight up. Well, he's also 80% against the Browns, a team he coached for. And if you don't know this story, it's pretty remarkable. Belichick comes in, he turns the team around, takes them to the playoffs. The next year they start off. Okay. Three and one. Then they announce they're going to move the team. Art Modell announces they're going to move the team. The team completely tanks. They only get two wins the rest of the season. Belichick is then fired. That is a grudge. He has held it sit <laughs> since two, if you, if you eliminate the first year, he was the Patriots coach. He has played them 10 times. He's lost once. You have to go back to 2010. The last time that Belichick has lost to the Browns. And also Belichick is great at taking away the thing that you do. Great. Cleveland's a running team. He's going to take that run away. Let's see what Brissett can do. Oh, by the way, Belichick drafted Brissett. love Ramon J Stevenson to have a huge game here. I think the Patriots roll. they're getting two and a half points right now. I would play them on the money line.
1: Oh, make some money this week.
2: Make it. Yeah, making let's it. Go. Give me one more, man. Come on. I, I can, we can do this all day long. All right, let's <laughs> well, go. Let's
1: go. I, I, I've got, I, I want to just have bring up the Rams because you live out there and I've been a Ram fan for 100 years. Bring up the Rams. Oh, God. They are disappointment. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Rams right. are looking ahead to the bye. Uh, So, you know, some may say this is almost a back against the wall type spot. They have not looked good. They have not been covering the spread one and four against the spread. Well, Carolina is also one and four against the spread. Uh, This is an interestingly gross spot. Here's a fun trend for you. When teams are coming off a game where they gave, they underperformed the spread by 21 points or more, AKA Mm -hmm. Carolina, they basically, you got your butt kicked the following week. We've been tracking this for 20 years at the sports gambling podcast. If you are a dog the following week, we're talking about a 62, 63% trend long-term. If it's a home dog, it's even better, but Carolina's on the road here. So even though it's gross, even though they have a brand new coach, Steve Wilkes, even though they have a brand new third string quarterback and PJ Walker, AKA uh, shout out to the Houston roughnecks of the XFL. (laughs) He's
0: starting by the way, right?
2: (laughs) He's starting. You also have people talking about, Hey, they should trade DJ Moore. Hey, they should trade Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. They can't possibly beat this Rams team. Well, what I would point to you is that Matt Stafford is leading the league in interceptions. He's throwing pick six, pick sixes almost every week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they don't have like they need Beckham. Allen Robinson is dust. Ben (laughs) Skaronik is their number two receiver, him and Higby. This is a problem. They can't they can't run the ball anymore. I am shocked to see a team with this many, this many weaknesses, this many vulnerabilities, laying ten points. And the last thing I would note is the Super Bowl hangover is real for a reason, right? You go all in for something. We joke on the sports gambling podcast that this is like one of those action movies. We're going to get together for one last job. Yeah. Well, what happens after that? Everyone goes off on their own ways. McVeigh was entertaining media jobs in the off season, and you can see it, right? Maybe this team will be good by the end of the year. But right now, I will be happy to jump on a gross dog here and take the ten points with the Carolina Panthers. Wow, mm-hmm. ten points—that's a lot. Yeah. All right, I
0: like it. I like what I'm seeing. Let's do some pickems, though. You give me, let me know who you think's going to win these games here. And by the way, um, uh, well, I no, will save it for last. But Bengals and Saints, both teams, uh, two and three. It's in New Orleans. Uh, I don't even know if uh, Winston's back or not. I don't necessarily think it matters at this point. Although I like what Andy Dalton's doing. Um, but uh, what's your take? I mean, this is a tough Bengals team that really needs to get back on track.
2: Andy Dalton will be in. That's the latest report. It does. Okay. sounds like Winston is closer, but Dalton will be the guy. I, I think this is a simple case of where we get to fade the Saints coming off a game where they covered coming off a game where they just played a bad defense. Seattle is letting everyone score points and you have Joe Burrow coming to town. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, first game back in Nolan since they played for LSU and won a national championship. I love uh-huh. the idea that the Bengals, in a game where they're not going to get faced with a big pass rush, that's been their weakness. Their offensive line has failed them. Well, the Saints, they have a below average pass rush this team. So we just saw the explosive plays they gave up to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Geno Smith. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. I like their chances to have the same level of success with those explosive plays. I'm going to take the Bengals here, laying the point, laying the two points against the Saints.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Um, here, this one's got to do it. Got to bring it up right now. Um, <laughs> you know, we are broadcasting from Dallas, so let's just do it. I think this is, uh, what, Sunday Night Football 2 in Philadelphia, uh, Dallas 4-1, and, of course, the undefeated Eagles. <sighs> in I, Philly. I, I'm still not, you know, I, I'm not sure who I'm going to pick here to win this thing, but I got to be honest with you, this could go either way.
2: So uh, fun angle, Jason Peters, revenge spot. Just kidding. I think think Ah. you worry. You're worried a little bit about the Eagles offensive line. There's some injuries there. It sounds like they're all going to go to me. This is a Jalen hurts game. Jalen hurts has showed all of his critics. He is a dog and he is playing good football right now. And Jalen hurts has never beat the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, nothing matters until you beat the Cowboys. I think the crowd will be lit here. It's hard to want to lay the True. six and a half points. So I have a couple alternate ways to play the game. Cause I do that. There's no way I would play the Cowboys. It's something I'm just, it's not, it's an ethical choice or a moral choice. Maybe yeah. I just don't <laughs> bet on the Cowboys. You know how that goes. But if you wanted to make some bets on this game, I think there's two fun angles. I think you have the Jalen hurts, get it done game angle where you can bet his anytime touchdown at plus plus one twenty five. The guy has scored a rushing touchdown in four out of five games this year. You can bet his over 48 and a half rushing yards, the guy's average 13 and a half carries. If he gets four yards of carries he carry, he's getting home. The other angle I like is the end of the Cooper rush train. This is probably going to be his last game. And also the best passing defense he's going to face by some margin. I love going under on his two twenty one and a half. and a half passing yards. I just think Bradbury, Darius Slay, that pass rush. The Eagles are by far the best team the Cowboys will have faced this year. And so I think Cooper Rush gets a a little bit of a taste of reality here. Cowboys lose. Cooper Rush looks horrible. And I think we see Dak next week. Yeah, back to reality. Um, (laughs) Pretty
0: much. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, Bills and Chiefs. I mean, is this this a game? I mean, they're both four and one. Uh, It's in Kansas City. But it is this is this a game where we'll see high scores, or do you think it's going to maintain kind of just a defensive uh, you know line,
2: if you will? Everyone seems to be like th- this is the highest total on the board. I think everyone is assuming we're going to see a high scoring game because that's mm. what they remember in the playoffs, and they're both high powered offenses. And I think everyone is pointing to like, hey, this is a Josh Allen revenge spot. They 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 lost the coin toss in overtime, and they lost the playoff game. Well, let me remind you they played last year in the regular season and the bills went to Kansas city and won 38 to 20. So everyone, the pointing at the bills are revenge spot. I'm just going to say Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they don't get their ass beat too often at home. They might be remembering that as well. Mm. And when I look at this game and I just purely, this is a history bet for me. Patrick Mahomes has never been a home dog in 42 games, playing home games in Kansas city. He's never been an underdog. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll happily take Patrick Mahomes as an under underdog at home for the first time in his career, wow. even though, even though the bills have looked amazing, I, I think the, this will be a tough spot and I'll, I'll happily be wrong. Once again, as you know, I've been picking against the bills every week. It's not always the best strategy, Yeah. but I, I think this will be a very popular side. I have not spoken to too many people that are looking to bet the chiefs in this spot.
0: What do you think the score is going to be?
2: You know, from a, from a fantasy or like a DFS perspective, I do think it's fun to kind of game theory yourself into saying, Hey, what if both teams decide to try to establish the run and keep the ball out of those quarterbacks hands, I would take the under just because a total of 40, uh, 54, 55 is getting to a point where what? you're not really going to get rich taking overs there. So I certainly would be the, I'm a contrarian. I like to go against the, what the public narrative is. And right now everyone thinks they're going to see a 40 to 42 shootout. Jeez. That's crazy, is that what is that what we saw last year in the playoff game? Have to pull it was a score. high scoring
0: game though it was huge right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, even in the regular season they put up fifty eight. It was thirty eight to twenty. Um, That's crazy. Well, they, you they know, just score, man.
0: Yeah. All right, and then um, when you get you got it.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. Well, while you time.
0: pull it up, I got a question for you. Um, and we'll move up, move along from uh, football and see if I can. Stumpy here I'm not really even sure we've never had this conversation but um, you may not be a fan because you're from the East Coast but with the Dodgers now in your hometown used to be our hometown um, what's your overall opinion on this current series that we
2: are in. Oh boy, they can't lose to the Padres, right? Uh, this, they, I mean, they, 15 and four this in the regular season. I mean, I, I, kind of adopted the Dodgers as a team when I moved out here, Okay, but boy, I mean, if they, this would, they've choked a bunch and Kershaw's choked a bunch and th- this would be an all timer. I think this is so there's so much pressure on them. That I, I worry a little bit because it does seem like you can't lose to a team that you beat 15 times in the regular season. This is baseball, right? We care about the regular season, the stats. Yeah. So it seems like they shouldn't be beatable this year. It seems like we should be talking about another LA championship. Uh, I just worry that like losing that game huh. to the Padres has opened up this crazy can of worms and I, and I worry that they're, they're headed towards a early, early exit.
1: Coming up uh, next, we'll be talking to our friend Steve Garvey, former Padre Dodger. I forgot he
0: did play for the Padres. Gosh, every time he's on the show, he reminds me of that.
1: That great story about the uh, banana looking with brown uh, Padres uniform. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, interesting enough, uh, I agree with pretty much all your picks when it comes to uh, football. I think... uh, Good takes there, Bills and Chiefs should still be a really good game despite it's not going to look like anything remotely close to the Thursday night football. So, uh, I think, hopefully, I hopefully. think we're I think we're in uh, good hands there. But anyhow, man, appreciate you uh, joining the show as usual, um, and um, obviously uh, continued success. From remind all of our listeners about uh, how to you know, how to find you guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, social media, at Gambling Podcast, at Sports Gambling Podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, just throw in Sports Gambling Podcast. You'll find us. And uh, 42-36 was that playoff score between the Bills and the Chiefs. Ah, wow, that's that's high
1: scores, man. It's the first time we've had Ryan on uh, for uh, five weeks. Uh, I've never seen him go to the computer for any kind of information. This guy, I don't think he ever sleeps. He talks, he talks to his network across the country and I know, uh, I know. eats occasional kebab at Rafi's. Yeah.
0: my man Ryan Kramer thanks again man appreciate it shout out to Rafi's (laughs) thanks Ryan there you go Ryan Kramer sports gambling podcast ladies and gentlemen more to come live right here from Dallas